Hi friend, welcome back to Imitate English with me, where I imitate a role model whose accent I want to pick up for thirty days. This is day eleven of imitating Hannah Fry. We are continuing her talk at the Royal Institution on Should Computers Run the World at twenty-seven minutes thirteen seconds. Let's get started. Do you want to make sure that your algorithm isn't? So you want to make sure that your algorithm isn't flagging loads of normal tissue and say flagging loads of normal tissue and save saving saving saying saying this suspicious when it isn't that it's suspicious when it isn't okay okay you want to make <coughs> sure that it's that it's really accurate you want to make sure that it's really accurate in all um in all of its assessments in all of its assessments. So okay, simple then. So okay, simple then. If you want to design an algorithm to diagnose breast, if you want to if you want to design an algorithm to diagnose breast cancer, cancer, just whack up those two dials. Just whack up those two dials. And you can kind of you're done. And it kind of you're done. Except unfortunately, it's just not really that simple. Except unfortunately, except unfortunately, it's just not really that simple. Unfortunately, when it comes to designing these algorithms. Unfortunately, when it comes to these, unfortunately, unfortunately, when it comes to designing these algorithms, these two dials tend to be locked together. These two dials tend to be locked together. So turning one up often means having. So turning one up often means having to turn the other one down. To turn the other one down. And that means you can kind of inadvertently. And that means you can kind of inadvertently design something that's quite a crappy algorithm. Design something that's quite a crappy algorithm. And um, because, for instance, there is something a very simple. Because, for instance, there is something a very simple algorithm that matches this profile. Algorithm that matches this profile here. Oh, here, a uh, very simple algorithm. A very simple algorithm. Just a single line. It's just a single line. All it does is it just says everyone has cancer. All it does is just. All it does is just everyone has cancer, right? Uh, gets a hundred percent sensitivity, certainly. Gets hundred percent, gets hundred percent sensitivity, certainly, but not. But not that much use in terms of actually diagnosing. But that not that much use in terms of actually ag that much use in terms of actually diagnosing people. People. So what you have to do when you design these algorithms? So all you have to do when you design these uh, d design these algorithms? You have to just do the very best that you can. You have to just do the very best that you can. You have to play to the strengths um, of your algorithm. You have to play to the strengths of your algorithm. Algorithm, and believe me when I tell you these algorithms. And believe me when I tell you when I tell you these algorithms. Have some absolutely almighty strength. Have some absolutely almighty strengths. So on the subject of sensitivity. So on the subject of sensitivity. Let me just give you a flavour of the kind of thing. Let me just give you a flavour of the kind of things that these algorithms can do now. Um, using an example. These algorithms can do now using an example of one. One of my favourite data sets. One of my favourite data sets. Um, everyone has favourite data set, right? Everyone has a favorite data set, right? Um, this this data here, this isn't data from something. This data here, this isn't. This is data from something called the Nun Study. Called the Nun Study. The Nun Study. And this shows the cognitive ability of six hundred and seventy-eight nuns. 
and this shows that the cognitive ab cognitive ability of 678 nuns. So this was some data that was collected by the epidemiologist, epidemiologist David, Snowden. David Snowden. And at the beginning of the study, and at the beginning of this study, um, these nuns were aged between uh, 75 years old and 103 years old. These nuns were aged between 75 years old and 103 years old. And David Snowden managed to persuade these women. And David Snowden managed to persuade these women that every year of their life, that every year of their life, that every year, every year of their of their life that every year of their life they would they would take a little cognitive test they would take a little cognitive test so uh, being asked things like um, how uh, how many animals so being asked things like how many animals can you name in a minute right can you name in a, in a minute it's questions like that it's questions like that and what you can see here is the the data for how these and you're going to see here is the data for how these women performed, right? These women performed, right? So um, along the, you, well, you can kind of get this trend of like uh, of cognitive decline. So you can kind of get this trend of cognitive decline. Decline as people get older, because they appear. As people get older, because they appear, as people get older, older, because they appear on, they appear in this. On this every year of their lives. Every year of their lives. Um, along the bottom there, you have the people. Along the bottom there, you have the people who ended up getting dementia. Who ended up getting dementia. Um, and along the top there, especially the top. And along the top right hand, and along the top there. Sort of right hand corner. Sort of the right hand corner. That's where you've got people who remained absolutely sharp. Where you got where where you've got people who, where you've got people who remained absolutely sharp when. Top. Well into their um, older years. Well into their old, oh, well, well into their older years. Now the reason why this is one of my favourite data sets. Now the reason why this one, now the reason why this is one of my favourite data sets is. Is because, not only did David Snowden manage to persuade the. Because not only did, because not only did David Snowden manage to persuade these women to take these tests every year. These women to take these these tests every year. He also managed to persuade them to donate. He also managed to persuade them to donate their brains to the project after their death. To donate their brains to the project after their deaths, after after their deaths. Now, if you're a little bit um, squeamish, if you're a little bit squeamish, suggest you look away because I'm going to. I suggest you look away because I suggest. After their deaths. Now. If you're a little bit um, squeamish, I suggest you look away. I suggest you look away because I'm. I'm going to show you some human brains in a second. I'm going to show you human brains in a second. But these are the women. These. Are but these are the women. Incredibly generous women. The school sisters. These these are incredibly these are incredibly generous women. The school sisters. The Notre Dame from Kentucky. The Notre Dame from from Kentucky. Um, and in a moment, you're going to see the room. And in a moment, you're going to see the room where all of their brains are kept, right? Where all of their brains are kept. This wall of brains. This wall of this wall of brains, brains. Essentially, the scientists use. Essentially, the scientists use. Now, the reason why you want to do this. Now, the reason why you want to do this is so that you can look to see whether the people who had is, th is so that you can look to see whether the people who had signs of dementia in had signs of dementia in life. Life. 
are the same people who had signs are the same people who had signs physical signs of the disease within their brains in death physical signs of the disease disease within their brains in death right so when you dissect their brains so when you dissect their brains whether you see all of the kind of lesions whether you see all of the kind of lesions all of the hallmarks of, of dementia um, having affected um, their brain all of the hallmarks of dementia having affected their brains now you would think that these two things should be straight no you would think that these two things should be straightforward right straightforward right signs of dementia in life signs of dementia in death signs of dementia in life signs of dementia in death except it turns out that's not the case except it turns out that's not the case there are some people who really buck this there are some people who really buck this trend um so take for example sister mary here so take for example sister mary here um sister mary died when she was 101 years old Sister Mary died when she was 101 years old. And as you can see from her position on this graph... And yes, you can see from her position on this graph here... She was incredibly sharp right up until her death. She was incredibly sharp right up until her until her death. Her death. Doing crosswords, all of this different kind of thing. Doing crosswords, doing, doing crosswords, doing crosswords, all of this kind of thing. And yet... When her brain was dissected after her death, and yet when her brain was dissected after her death, it death. showed all death. all of the hallmarks of having. It showed all of the hallmarks of having been ravaged by disease. Been ravaged by disease. In fact, inside her brain, there was barely any difference. In fact, inside her brain. There was barely any difference. There was barely any difference between her brain and one that would appear much lower. Between her brain and one that would appear much lower. Lower down, kind of. Lower down this chart. Um, lower down this this chart. So what on earth is going on here? So what on earth is going on here? Why are some people able to resist showing the symptoms? Why are some people able to resist showing the symptoms? When they have this stuff going on inside their mind. When they have this stuff going on inside their minds. When they have this stuff going on inside of their inside their minds. Alright, that's ten minutes. We are cutting it here at thirty thirty one minutes twenty eight seconds. Thank you for joining and see you tomorrow.